Hello. Yes, Darshan. Well, thank you for the time. Yes, uh, not a problem. I'll give you a little uh, side um, bump there. Yeah, sure. To keep us all safe. Uh, yeah. yeah, come on back. Sure, sure. And you had a chance to meet Gulen. Yes. How are you doing today? Doing well. Well, I am uh, glad that we have a chance to connect. I know that um, there are a, a number of concerns with uh, respect to what's happening in Grassy Narrows. Yes. Um, so let's start with, um, you know, what inspired you to um, to learn more about Grassy Narrows and uh, your interest in the issue? I write a blog on uh, socio-political issues in Canada. Okay. And one of them happened to be about how new Canadians view indigenous issues. Ah, okay, interesting. Then I realized that even I didn't know mm. about Grassy Narrows, which, you know, passes our vision from time to time. So, decided to do a search. I found out that there's this $85 million plan. So, I wrote to my MPP, Prabhupada Sarkaria, asking how far the plan has been implemented. And the answer was not satisfactory. Let me put it in gentle terms here. But, uh, so I kept persisting. I wrote to Minister Piccini and Premier Ford. And the only information they gave me was that the panel has submitted the report for 2020-21 on June 1st and that it would be tabled later this year. At that point, there were 143 days remaining in the year. So I said, okay, but we have to know, public has a right to know how far the implementation has gone because the previous report showed that the implementation had not begun. They were still collecting samples. And even the one, the report that uh, Minister Piccini tabled on Monday still shows the same thing. They have spent in all 19.5 million. And a further 7.4 million has been approved, although not dispersed. So that's about 27 million, roughly one third of the money gone and uh, no implementation. So my objective here is to see to it that it gets implemented because of three factors. One is that I consider this to be a matter of international shame for Canada. I said that on Alex Pearson's show the other day. It's a matter of shame that this thing has been there for 50 years we have known about and the mercury is still there. Secondly, this is my homage to my father and my father-in-law because both of them were civil engineers in India. They built dams, they maintained dams. So this, because it relates to water, if I am able to get this done, it is my homage to them. They are no more. And thirdly, and most importantly, I think this is what reconciliation has to look like. Talking about it and making statements and you know, changing our digital profiles to orange and all. At some point, 
they cease to be useful. <coughs> so if we are to achieve true reconciliation, we have to get serious about the issues that are there. Now they are so many that one has to necessarily select one issue and then keep at it. This is mine. I hope somebody else picks up something else. Even in grassy narrows, there are three issues. One is the contaminated rivers. Second is the dump site from where mercury is, I think, leaching into the rivers. So even if you clean up the rivers, it doesn't solve the problem. And the third is the medical facility there, which is federal responsibility. So I can approach the federal government for that, but the construction is supposed to begin in spring of next year. This is, in a nutshell, my interest in grassy narrows. Now, to tell you very frankly, across the political spectrum, my experience has been disappointing. I can understand if the government, because it has failed, they want to run away from the issue. But as opposition parties, it becomes the duty of NDP, Liberals and the Greens to uh, hold the government to account. Now, I wrote to John Fraser. I specifically mentioned, I even copied Kathleen Wynne on that. I specifically mentioned saying, your party put this plan in place, so you have to be after it. And uh, his office said that he'll take up the matter with the Ford government. I asked them for a time frame. They said they can't keep one. And uh, your leader, Andrea Horvath, hasn't replied at all. Kathleen Wien hasn't replied at all. So my whole thrust right now is on the objective as to how we can get this done. I have spoken to a toxicologist who has a PhD from the US in toxicology. In fact, this particular kind of contamination happens to be his specialty. I can rope him in. I mean, both of us are willing to work for no remuneration, no consideration other than just getting this done because it's a blot on Canada's image. Right? He says that there is no way sample collection can go on for three years. If you are looking at a 130 kilometer stretch of the river with the adjacent areas on land, there is no way this can go on for three years. It has to have been completed. And in his estimation, the whole project should not take more than two years, but let's throw in three extra years and make it five years. Out of those five years, we are at the end of three and a half years and work has not yet begun. So my purpose of meeting you was to arrive at some kind of a plan of action. I will be available for any assistance that you need on this at any time, any day. How do we formulate a plan of action that gets this done? So that's up to you to tell me. No, well, uh, thank you so much, um, you know, for taking some time to meet with me today and to share some of your thoughts and feelings and concerns around the mm -hmm. issue. Um, you know, I think it's very commendable of you um, to take this issue on. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I can appreciate, you know, paying homage to your, you know, uh, grandfather and father, mm. um, but also I think uh, within the segment of the population who uh, may be 
new immigrants or newer immigrants mm -hmm. to the country, um, you know, as settlers, all of us, regardless of how long we've been here, do mm -hmm. have a responsibility to walk meaningfully this path of truth and reconciliation with Indigenous people and First Nations people uh, here in Canada. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more that, uh, you know, governments have failed their responsibility uh, to First Nations people um, in terms of not only what's happening at Grassy Narrows and, as you point out, uh, you know, so many issues um, from housing to clean drinking water um, to, you know, the right to education, for example. Um, these still remain problems um, mm -hmm. that no government has been able to adequately address in a meaningful way exactly. uh, as well. And so, you know, I appreciate, you know, your, your um, desire um, to bring awareness to these issues. I think that's a very important first step. I think for a lot of immigrants, um, uh, especially newer immigrants to the country, um, it is shocking to learn the history of Canada. Yes. Um, and even for people who are born here, like myself, we are never taught this history either. Mm -hmm. um, and so there is a collective awakening that has been happening mm -hmm. um, here in the country um, to bring awareness to uh, you know, the discrimination and the oppression and the ongoing discrimination and oppression that mm -hmm. uh, Indigenous people face. Um, so when it comes to um, you know, issues like grassy narrows or uh, clean drinking water, uh, you know, these are personally issues that we have been working on. Uh, I know I have uh, worked very closely with my colleague, uh, colleague Saul Mamakwa, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, as a, a First Nations member, um, these are issues he is fighting for. Um, well, I wrote to him. His office uh, came back saying they asked the Ministry for information, but then there was no follow-up. When I say the failure is across the board, I mean it. And don't take it personally, please. Because I told uh, MPP Sarkaria, when I, I said, I expect my government to deliver performance. And in fact, we can expand that to the entire parliament. Because there are points where they are going to need external pressure to deliver. It's human nature. I don't blame anyone. Right? And as the official opposition and even the other opposition parties, it becomes your function to exercise that pressure. So again, my question is very simple. How can we arrive at a plan of action where the Ford government feels pressurized to act and begin the implementation? Now, if you have gone through the report, it will be clear that the collection of samples is the responsibility of the First Nations reserves there. I don't know if they are having it done via third party, but this gives them, uh, this gives Ford government plausible deniability, saying, hey, you know what, we are waiting for them to finish. So we have to find a way past that. How do we do that? Because you know the procedures, you know the internal mechanisms, which I as a layman don't. But what I was thinking was maybe you can uh, table a motion. asking for the uh, implementation implementation to be expedited nobody will dare to vote against it <laughs> okay i'm being practical here but before you present it you need to have again this is my opinion you need to have a draft bill ready the moment it passes in parliament you table that bill 
uh, grassy narrows accountability bill or whatever because right now what uh, there are certain uh, weaknesses in the legislation that was created in 2017 first of all it does not place a deadline on the minister to table the report this report was submitted on 1st of june why was it tabled on 8th of november right if it, it it should reflect the urgency you leave it for four and a half months that shows that you are not treating it with urgency so that deadline for the minister has to be there now i know that in early june the house often rises for the summer so maybe you need to move back the deadline for the panel by 15 days so instead of 1st of june it becomes 15th of may and then you have 3 weeks within which again the legislation requires the minister to table and again in that accountability bill you have to arrive at or at least propose that a deadline for commencing the actual work be put in place because the report that was tabled on 8th of november it it says that collecting samples is expected to continue in the next 3 years they will need another 20 to 40 million dollars and it hints that implementation may not start for another 5 years that is 2026 now you do the math the money will be gone and the report also states that the present balance in the trust fund account may not suffice for the entire project so pardon the term but i don't want this to become another uh, cash flow for the in indian industry right there has to be a deadline there has to be accountability and then we know that by a certain year and a certain time period this work is going to be finished so how do we make this possible within the processes of the parliament is where your expertise comes in so and thank you darshan for sharing that with me and uh, sharing some of the findings from the report as mm -hmm. well um you know now that you've um, suggested some of these courses of action and you know this is our first time meeting mm -hmm. um i will certainly uh, connect with my colleague sol um mm -hmm. to determine what is an appropriate course of action for mm -hmm. him and i to work together mm -hmm. um i don't want to make any uh, promises and over of course anything here, of course um but i i do think there's an opportunity for him and i to work a little bit more closely and with others as well um to uh you know apply some pressure here on this issue mm -hmm. um what exactly those processes look like i i can't share with you at the moment but i'm happy to follow up mm -hmm. once i've had a more fulsome conversation with sol Uh, to determine what some of the next steps can be. I know this is an issue, and I apologize. I know that you may not have gotten a response, but I assure you, these are these are things that Saul missing. I am I am an optimistic person by nature, so I am not going to cry over spilled milk. I am focused on the object. That's absolutely fair. Now that we are talking to each other, I take it as a good sign. Yes, it, I hope that you will, and I appreciate that we are able to talk and and have a, a frank conversation about some of the work mm -hmm. that needs to happen. Um so you know now that we've met um and you have certainly reiterated the importance of addressing this mm -hmm. um you know I think it, it's something that I can take back to Saul and figure out with him I, out of respect you know I I do believe that this is mm -hmm. something that uh, should be led by him and and in yes. consultation with the community yes
Um, and so I'll, I'll work with him to see what courses of action we, we should explore and what he's able to do. Mm -hmm. And then what we can do is follow up with you to let you know what that looks like. Definitely. But I want to assure you that, um, you know, this is certainly a positive um, sign for us and, and positive conversation, right? Uh, as I said, I really do commend you uh, for trying to raise awareness about the issue, mm -hmm. uh, but also demanding action. Um, and and yeah. that is really important uh, work that you're doing. See, I'm, I'm going to be perfectly frank about this. I'm not giving up on this until it gets done or until I die, one of the two. Okay. Okay. I have reached out to 13 politicians so far, including uh, Charmaine Williams, who declined. I told her this is going to be a good point for you to run on and she declined. I reached out to the liberal candidate for my riding, Brampton South, Evelyn Raphael. Okay. And I told her clearly, I said, everybody has dropped the ball on this for three and a half years. So everybody is even. Whoever picks up the ball first gains a competitive edge. You know, I'm not being idealistic here. I'm being perfectly practical thinking in terms of what gives you political leverage. If it gives you political leverage, I don't care, as long as the job is done. What the yeah, please. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, one thing I might add is that it's not just about like the issue of the more people being less narrow. Mm -hmm. One thing that's happened um, this year that we saw is that Ford has secretly started to give mining permits to people um, to like you know his friends uh, in Grassy Narrows. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Mining permits. Mining permits. Yes. yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, that that's a red flag for yeah, me. Yeah, he didn't even tell which I consult with the First Nations, which they mm -hmm. do mm -hmm. so by like with the Constitution. Right. So it's like not only is it neglect with just the mercury, um, the lack of being of mercury, but mm -hmm. here he is instead of helping them and looking out for the health of, um, for, of the indigenous people. Absolutely. There, more mining may create more problems. Mm -hmm. yeah. to, you know, you know, try to, buy, to mine, the, uh, mine their land. Mm -hmm. um, but that is something that the NDP has raised in the House mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. has really been pushing back on and have been working very closely with like, um, First Nations on the ground mm -hmm. on that issue. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate you sharing that, Gulay, because it's a really important point. Yeah, it is. It is. Like the previous contamination has not been dealt with for 50 years, and you are starting new mining here. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I know that it's not just something provincially. Like, I know our federal leader, Dumit, has also been very vocal about this mm -hmm. as well. Um, so, I guess from that perspective, you know, we are using some tools at our disposal to mm -hmm. address this concern. Mm -hmm. um, but to your point, can more be done? Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's a, an opportunity for us all. Because you see, until that mercury gets removed from the water there, nothing else is going to happen. And also, I mean, the long-term impacts to the local community, right? Absolutely. I think there needs to be some justice there for, for folks who've been, you know, impacted uh, right. through the contamination. Um, and there really hasn't been firm commitment for that either, right? Um, and so, you know, it, it, to Gula's point, to your point, and, and as we're discussing, the contamination issue is one, but there are so many other issues connected to this yes. that also need to be addressed and mm -hmm. advocated for. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that's something that we can certainly do. But if I may suggest, including too many variables in the equation may, will make it unsolvable, which is why I have not even gone into the dump site. I know Domtar is the company there, the owner, is doing their own sampling and all. 
I know that their sampling was supposed to be concluded in summer and reports were supposed to be out in the fall. But I am not even touching that because it, you know, having too many issues in front of us, we'll just dissipate our energies in too many directions. So I'm just remaining focused on when are you going to uh, decontaminate the rivers. Because when they get serious about it, automatically Domtar issue will be looped in. That's fair. That's fair. And I really you need from me feel free to ask I was on Alex Pearson's show my article was published by McDonald uh, uh, Laurier Institute it was republished by Toronto Star last Friday okay. yesterday I was recording about this at you know Tahir Gora uh, Tahir Gora TAG uh, Tag TV oh yes 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 yeah I was recording at his uh, okay. station yes so I'm going to keep pushing on all fronts and uh, maybe at some point, uh, I mean, if it suits you or somebody within the NDP, then we can have them on the show. Because this is going to warm up after the Christmas break. Are we allowed to call it Christmas break? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. After that, it's going to heat up because everybody will be in election mode. Right. So if you have uh, prepared your ground before that, then you are a mile ahead of everybody else. I'm completely apolitical. I don't believe in any political party. I believe in performance. What are you going to do and how does it affect people? Simple as that, right? But in order to achieve this objective, it ends up giving a political mileage to X party or Y party. That is not my concern. I'll be happy that you were able to do it and we can maybe team up for something else later on, right? Because as you said, Grassy Narrows has a lot of issues and some of them may require uh, provincial uh, cooperation at the very least because even after um, the federal government puts in a mercury care home there, running it will be provincial, that's my understanding. Right? So there is a lot that uh, we can cooperate on and uh, that's basically what I see as the function of politics. Uh, being able to work together on this as well. Thank uh, you. I think 
think that's good and who knows maybe we will uh, take you up on the offer to uh, have an opportunity to do some media on this as well uh, as we yeah, as definitely we I reached out to your uh, candidate uh, for Brampton West on Facebook but she hasn't replied I don't know if you already have a candidate in Brampton South if you do, then maybe we can work with that person as well. Yeah, no, not much. Okay, thank you, thank you so much. Um, yes, uh, it, our candidate in Brampton South for the NDP is Andrea Barrett. Andrea Barrett. Yes, B-A-R-R-E-T, I believe it is. Have I heard that name before? Yes, uh, she was involved in um, the uh, Ontario Black Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. So she's been uh, very actively involved mm -hmm. in an advocate for the business, small business community in particular. All right. Um, so certainly uh, you can reach out to her if you have any trouble getting in touch with anyone to reach out. Mm -hmm. I'll just say I, I know that a lot of offices are dealing with a huge influxes of uh, emails and communications and sometimes things do get missed. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, just uh, a little bit of patience with that is uh, sure. always appreciated as we are trying to serve the community uh, you know, through uh, what has been a very challenging of course. year. Of course, of course. So, uh, you know, flagging that for you and, and speaking on behalf of other teams as well mm -hmm. as all parties, I know we're all dealing with a huge influx of, of, mm -hmm. of folks reaching out to us and trying our best to do mm -hmm. what we can. And often it's amazing people like Goulet that are on the front lines of that <laughs> for us. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, it, it can be a challenging time for some. Sure. But uh, if there are folks, uh, you know, within our caucus that you are trying to get in touch with, um, and you haven't received a response in, you know, a, a timely fashion, mm -hmm. just let us know and, and we're happy to also try to, you know, see what we can do. Definitely. Um, I know you had a chance to also connect with Belinda Carholios. I emailed her. She has not replied. Okay. At not, all. Not a problem. Okay. Well, I, she mentioned uh, the issue to me as well. And, you know, I think oh, okay. across party lines, we, like, yeah. we do okay. understand this to be an issue. Yeah, there was someone I know, he's a friend of mine, and he said uh, he's in the inner circle of the new blue party that they're trying to uh, create. And he said he had spoken to Belinda about this, so maybe that's how she knows. Okay, yeah, maybe. I know she brought it up with me uh, as a concern, and, and we both expressed interest in wanting to mm -hmm. you know, work, because it's, I think it's not, it's not a partisan issue. Here. No, not at all. Human lives. And, yes. And, you know, I apologize, we do have another meeting. Uh, no, that's okay. So uh, I just got to get ready for that. But uh, I appreciate that we had a chance to connect today and to chat about Well, I thank you. Thank you for taking some time. Thank you. Yes, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. Um, Gulen, we'll take you out for Sure. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. You too, Darshan. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the store is tricky. All right, thank All you. Right, thank you. Have a good day. You too.